It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 208, for the week of March 22nd, 2018, we're going to continue our celebration of St. Patrick's Day with all things green and all kinds of fun as we never want to grow up. As we are welcoming back to the show, none other than the voice of Peter Pan himself. Yes, you know him from Return to Neverland, Kingdom Hearts, Mickey's Philhar Magic, and so much more. We have none other than Blaine Weaver, Peter Pan himself, stopping in here this week. That's right, Blaine's going to stop back here to the show, talk about what it's like being Peter Pan, never growing up, wearing green, as we continue on with our St. Patrick's Day celebration here at the show. And of course, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We have Dominic with the latest tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation with the short leash. Let's not forget Frank, who's going to give you that little bit of inspiration, that little bit of insight, that little bit of Walt Disney with this week's Disney Quote of the Week. And let's not forget Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia for your Android, your device, your iPad, your computer, you name it with Disney Multimedia. And we also have more about our very special guest, Blaine Weaver, as we have Charles stopping back with the Hollywood Walk as he's going to dig a little bit deeper into Blaine's past and his future. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from the Disney Channel, the Magic Kingdom, the Diz Ninjas, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show, continue to never grow up and continue to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and all things green, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel and Castle and Dreams Travel's 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have, and so much more. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I mentioned, I never want to grow up. I want to be young. I want to just continue to hang out in Neverland, wear that green, and so much more. So let's officially kick off show number 208 for the week of March 22nd, 2018, by heading into Neverland and looking for some leprechauns along the way.
Cooper and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down the walk to the deli, whatever might happen. What? Yeah. You and your brother are going away for a while. Away? Where? All the children are being evacuated to the country. It's so dangerous here. But you'll be safe there, both of you. I'm not going. I'm staying here. But dear, an order has been issued. Every child must go. Daddy said that I'm supposed to... I know, dear. But you could take care of Danny. Tell him Peter Pan's stories. He needs them, Jane. And so do you. Please, dear, promise me. No! I will not promise! Jane, we'll be together again. Mm. You must have faith. Faith? Trust Pixie Dust! Mother, those are just words from your stories. They don't mean anything! Yes, they do. Peter Pan says they'll make you fly. Daniel, story time is over. Look! It's a war. Peter Pan isn't real and people don't fly. They do too. Oh, come on, Daniel. Grow up. Jane. It's a lot of childish nonsense. You're lying. Think of a wonderful thought. Any merry little thought. Think of Christmas. Think of snow. Think of sleigh bells, off you go Like a reindeer in the sky You can fly, you can fly, you can fly Think of the happiest things It's the same as having wings Take the pie the moonbeams make If the moon He's still away. You'll see him blink his eye. Oh, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. Oh, up you go like high and home to the stars beyond the blue. There's a Neverland waiting for you where all of your dreams come. Every dream that you dream will come true When there's a smile in your heart There's no better time to start Think of the joy you'll find When you leave the world behind And bid your cares You can fly, you can fly, you can fly Think of all the joy you'll find You can fly, you can fly, you can fly Greetings from your old voice actor pal, Corey Burton. <laughs> and you're listening to Disney On Demand. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, 
Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 208. For the week of March 22nd, 2018, as we are heading off into Neverland, we never want to grow up. We want to become one of the Lost Boys, and along the way, continue to look for leprechauns. As we're continuing on to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and also never grow up, as we have Blaine Weaver, yes, the voice of Peter Pan, stopping back here at the show this week. We also have the D team of Aaron, Dominic, Frank, Randy, and Charles stopping in here this week and all kinds of fun. So before I jump into the news hot off the D wire and continue on this trek into Neverland with the Lost Boys, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can find us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, you name it. Just search Disney On Demand. Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all three of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait. You want to hear from our celebrity guests. You want to hear my voice rambling in your ears. You want to hear from the D-Team and all of their knowledge and wit and fun. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, hit the subscribe button and get the latest shows as they get released for your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing, and you can listen to the shows instantly as soon as they get released every single week. And if you can't remember any of these links or more, it's super easy. Just go to DizRadio.com and find all these links there as well. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump into the news hot off the D-wire. And this week, we're still continuing on with St. Patrick's Day. We're having fun. It's the luck of the Irish. And why not? Because Peter Pan always wears green when he's heading off into Neverland. And there's been a slow news week here this week at Disney. There's been some stuff that we will talk about, of course. But one of the things that I do want to talk about right now is something that's all new here at Diz Radio. Now, many times... All of you are going to run Disney. You're running marathons, the half marathons, the Star Wars marathons, the marathon of your choosing. But maybe in addition to the marathons, you just want to be healthy. Maybe you're just trying to lose weight. You're trying to eat healthy. Maybe you're a martial artist. Maybe you enjoy cycling instead of running. Or how about just hitting the heavy bag? You're a boxer. Why not? Or maybe you just want to go out and walk actively with your dog. We have the all-new group for you, and it's the Diz Ninjas. That's right, we have the Diz Ninjas. D-I-Z Ninjas. Super easy, right? And you can find us on Facebook.com slash groups slash Diz Ninjas, or just search Diz Ninjas, and it will come up. Now, the Diz Ninjas, you're wondering, what is it? Now, don't worry, we're not eliminating all of you run Disney people out there. We want you as well. We're just saying, maybe you're active. Maybe you want to, you know, you're a martial artist, you're a cyclist, you want to walk. Maybe you just want to diet. This is an encouraging group. So if even if you're part of a run Disney group, join the Diz Ninjas. We are just here to have fun and motivate each other no matter what walk of life you are in. It is all about being active and being healthy. Because I understand not everybody's a runner. I'm not going to go out and run a half marathon. But I still want to be healthy. I want to get better. There's people that are part of the D team and other places that they just want to get healthier. They want to eat healthier and be healthier. And we want to be that motivation for you. So that's what the Diz Ninjas is going to be. And it's going to be a great support of group and yes we are going to participate in many other things maybe there is a marathon or other ways to raise money 
Fear not, we also have a really good cause that we're going to be giving to that we'll announce a little bit later on the Diz Ninjas group. But if you're looking for a way to get active and you're looking for a way to stay motivated and just that little bit of inspiration, no matter what it is, like I said, whether it is running, cycling, martial arts, just walking your dog or just eating healthy, you name it, even if it's dance, Zumba, any kind of cardio, maybe you go out and you play volleyball once a week on a rec league, no matter what it is, Join the Diz Ninjas and have some fun with some great healthy motivation. It is super easy and super fun. We're not hardcore. It is just all about being supportive of each other. And maybe you are an expert. Well, an expert is a hard word. But maybe you are somebody who's knowledgeable in an area. Maybe you are somebody that has done a ton of run Disney marathons. Maybe you're a great martial artist. Maybe you're somebody that is the best at eating healthy and figuring out ways to plan your meals definitely drop me a line because we are looking for people to helm those areas. We want somebody to be that running motivation person. We want somebody to be that healthy eating person. We want somebody to be that cycling person. So if you are in any of those areas, or maybe there's an area I didn't mention, but you think it'd be beneficial to everybody in the Disney Ninjas group, I want you to drop us a line and get involved because we are looking for people to jump on board and help helm this. So it's going to be a fun group, brand new, jumping off into it right away, feet first, having some fun, and get interactive. Like I said, just go to Facebook's official website and just search Diz Ninjas, D-I-Z Ninjas, and we should come up right there. You can also find it on our Facebook page and our website. And fear not, we will also have an official DizNinjas.com website launching as well very soon. So if you want to get healthy, you want to get into it, you need some inspiration, all with the Disney flair, now you can join the official Diz Ninjas our official healthy, proactive, inspirational, healthy site, part of Diz Radio. Now, moving aside from that, that was a lot of fun. I am excited for the Diz Ninjas. I, I personally am really excited for this. But now moving on into the news, how about Dove Cameron is getting her very first Emmy nomination. That's right, the 22-year-old actress was nominated for a 2018 Daytime Emmy Award for her role on Disney Channel's Livin' Maddie. Yes, it was announced for a Emmy nomination, and Dove Cameron is shocked. She is speechless, and she is just completely in awe over the news. Now, she is up for Best Performer in a Children's Series, along with other people that we've had on the show, including Ed Asner, as well as Michaela Lucci and Raven Simone. Now, the show creators John Beck and Ron Hart also sent their congrats to Dove Cameron on Twitter as well for all to see. Now, she is against some stiff competition, like I mentioned, with Raven Simone, of course, with the That's So Raven spinoff, of course, Raven's Home, and more. But I'm hoping she wins it, just because Liv and Mandy has officially ended it'd be a great stepping stone to move on from this series and into bigger and better things. Now, moving from the Disney Channel, let's get into the galaxy far, far away, right? The segue that everybody uses on every Disney radio show. But how about the original six Star Wars soundtracks are being remastered for an official May release. Now, while fans have their own reasons for loving the Star Wars saga and original trilogy and all the new films as well, few can deny the power and impact of John Williams' iconic scores. Now, fans will have a chance to enjoy the first six scores from the legendary composer as Disney Music Group is planning to release them this May. And what better way than, of course, on May 4th, Star Wars Day. That's right, May the 4th be with you. 
Now this May the 4th, Star Wars fans and Star Wars music will have even more reason to celebrate as they have announced that they are going to release all six original Star Wars soundtracks that John Williams has created on CD, all remastered with complete new artwork and as well a collectible mini poster. Now this is going to include the 1977 A New Hope, 1980's Empire Strikes Back, 1983's Return of the Jedi. Then we're going to move into the prequels for that later generation of Star Wars fans with 1999's The Phantom Menace, 2002's Attack of the Clones, and closing it all out with 2005 and Revenge of the Sith. Now these are some of John Williams' most memorable compositions, including the Star Wars main theme, the Imperial March, and of course, as much as people, uh, I guess, roll their eyes when they hear Phantom Menace, Duel of the Fates continues to be such a masterpiece in John Williams' pantheon and library from the Star Wars sagas. Now, the soundtracks were reconstructed from a high-resolution 24 by 192 transfer. Now, if you're not familiar with sound, this is going to be high-end sound, completely remastered. It is going to sound impeccable on anything you were listening to this. And it was supervised by Sean Murphy at Skywalker Sound, and you can also pre-order it right now. So get ready, May the 4th, all six original Star Wars soundtracks from John Williams are getting released completely remastered. Now, moving along here, as I mentioned, it is a slower of a news week, but let's get into the something that, of course, everybody is talking about. I'm not going to dissect it too much, and how about Pirates of the Caribbean has reopened with the all-new redhead scene. That's right, the We Wants the Redhead, the Winsome Wench, and the Wife Auction, the Take a Bride has all been removed from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right, it has been gone, removed, and completely taken away, and they have an all-new redhead in its place. Now she is a swashbuckler. She is a pirate herself, and they're auctioning off a variety of different things, including eggs for hens and so much more. Now, I know some people say that this is a step in a new direction, a new era for Disney. Some people are like, why change it? That's not what Pirates is all about. All I say is, we're just going to roll with it because it doesn't make a difference which side you stand on. Are you ever going to stop riding the ride? Probably not. It is still a fun ride. It's no different than them adding Jack Sparrow and whatnot than just continuing on with the story of pirates. Now, she does look a little more realistic than the old redhead as well, and she looks very familiar to Jane from uh, the great movie ride at Hollywood Studios. So I wonder if she was repurposed for that now that that attraction has been taken down, but you never know. But Pirates of the Caribbean, like I said, I am not going to dissect it too much because plenty of people have already done that this last week. Many other Disney shows are going on and on about it. I just wanted to put it out there in case you weren't aware that there is the all-new redhead scene. Now, moving along here, back into acquisitions, and how about Disney announcing an all-new Avengers and Marvel-themed lands coming in the parks? Yes, Disney Parks announced this last week that there's going to be all-new attractions and lands based around the Avengers and Marvel superheroes that's going to be added to three different Disneyland parks across the world, including Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Resort in California, and Hong Kong Disneyland. Now, the new parks are going to include rides, attractions, and experiences that center around the superheroes such as Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Wasp, and Ant-Man, and many others. Now, the superhero-themed lands will open to guests starting in 2020, and they will include an all-new live show and a completely immersive superhero universe, including an all-new Gardens of the Galaxy mission breakout that we already know is at California Adventure. 
Now in California, the park will be built in the same space currently occupied by a Bugs Land attraction next to the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Now it's tough to be a bug is going to be closed on March 19th to make room for the new area. Yes, we are seeing less and less of original Disney content and more and more acquisitions coming into play. Now Disneyland Paris is going to host Marvel's Summer of Heroes from June 10th to September 20th, as well as Disneyland Hong Kong is going to receive an Iron Man Experience attraction where visitors can also team up with Ant-Man and the Wasp on a specific mission, according to Mashable this last week. Now, there is a lot of different things that are going to be taking place, as I mentioned, and they are closing Bugs Land at California Adventure. Now, I am sad to see this go. Now, I am not one to be negative here on the show, but I will say we are seeing less and less of true original Disney content and more and more Disney turning more like Universal Studios. I'm sad to see that happen, but it is going to be exciting, new, and fun. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I am keeping news really short here this week. As I mentioned, we're going to continue on with the luck of the Irish. I'm going to get that last-minute shamrock shake, since I can still do that until the end of March, as well as continue on going to Neverland, never wanting to grow up, because it is a short news week and so much more as we're continuing on with our St. Patrick's Day celebration. Even if it's after St. Patrick's Day, we're just going to have that fun, because why not? It's March, and we have nothing until Easter. So before I release the reins to the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hook you up. They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They're going to make it easy, simple, and magical. They're award-winning, and they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle of Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, we have more coming from the D team. You have the questions. He has the answers as Aaron's going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have Dominic with the short leash, Frank with the Disney quote of the week. We have Randy with Disney Multimedia and Charles with more about our very special guest, Blaine Weaver, stopping in here very shortly as well. So we have a lot of fun things on the horizon. So let's continue on with show number 208 for the week of March 22nd, 2018. And my, oh, my, oh, my, it's good to be Irish. before I sailed away, they come from far and near. All me friends and all me kin to shed a part and tear. We knew we'd never meet again, and yet was clear to see. I'd always be a part of them, and them a part of me. I'll always be Irish, cause that's how I began I'll always be Irish, I'll say that to any man And when I'm an American, I'll be a good one too I'll be truly as American as Irish to you He'll be truly as American as Irish too Ask for Irish stew in Ireland and see what you get In Ireland, all the stew's Irish I'll always be Irish, a fact I'll not deny I'll always be Irish and I'll hold me head up high I'll wear the green some patties day And yet for all of that I'll be truly as American as Casey at the bat He'll be truly as American as Casey at the bat
Ivory for the rest of me days and ate bread and cheese in sidewalk cafes. Lived in a garret, wore a beret, what would I be? An Irishman! If I went to Tibet and bought me a yak and travel Siberia riding his back, the peasants would point at me, what would they say? Oh, young a wiki ticky, oh, young a wang tang, oh, young a wiki ticky Irishman? Right! Right. What if I went to Spain and grew a moustache, strummed the guitar and wore me a sash, became a torero and fought me a bull? <laughs> After the war in me both ears and the tail Oh, what would they say? Oh, for the Irishman! Right! He'll always be Irish I shouted good and loud He'll always be Irish Of his heritage he's proud I'm proud of Irish blarney And Irish sentiment and I'll bet someday we get an Irish president. And I'll bet someday we get an Irish president. Now, uh, all these, Mr. Disney, are part of a private collection left us by Lord de Cogan. And every volume records an encounter with the little people. So if uh, I can't answer your questions, here are the books that can. Well, do the books say how big a leprechaun may be? Oh, well, um, uh... Well, could I carry one back in a shoebox? That is, if I cut air holes in the top. Well, Faith, I don't know. But here's a thing now that may give us out of estimate. Now, these were sent in by a Mrs. McQuaid of County Cork. A real leprechaun's coat? Yes, surely. And a hat? And a hat. No doubt she was a bit careless where she threw her wash water. She found the wee jacket and cobine laid out on a furze bush to dry. There you are now. The man who wore them was just under two foot tall. You could easily carry them in your police case. My grandfather described them as knee-high to a mortal. May God bless him for an honest man. I don't suppose anybody ever sent in photographs. No, but uh, we've the next best thing to it. Never smile at a crocodile. No, you can't get friendly with a crocodile. Don't be taken in by his welcome grin. He's imagining how well you'd fit within his skin. <laughs> Never smile at a crocodile. Never tip your hat and stop to talk a while. Never run Walk away, say good night, not good day. Clear the island, never smile at Mr. Crocodile. You may very well be well bred. Lots of etiquette in your head. But there's always some special case, time or place, to forget etiquette. For example, 
One positively must not wear a pleased expression on his countenance when confronted with that large lizard-like amphibious reptile who has long jaws, armored skin, and webbed feet, and who is known as the crocodile. It has been discovered that one simply cannot cherish an amicable or trustworthy relationship with the aforementioned species. In addition, it is mandatory that one does not become irresistibly drawn into the erroneous belief that the lateral awkward extension of his lips means that you are entirely welcome. It is much more reasonable to assume that he is contemplating how you would look in a lizard suit. His. <laughs> Clear the aisle and never smile at Mr. Croc. This is Raphael Sparge from Once Upon a Time, and you're listening to Disney Radio. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. I don't know about everyone else, I'm still trying to bounce back from time change. Isn't it funny how everything just seems just a little bit off? Well, next week is spring break here in Arkansas. There seems to be more than a few people I know heading down to Disney World next week. I wish I was one of them, but maybe next year. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Josie Johnson of Nashville, Tennessee, and she writes, I have been watching some of my old videotapes from Vault Disney and came across an old one where Tom Sawyer was grown up with the tape cut off before it had the title or anything. I love this one, but can't find anything on it at all. Help. I'm guessing Aaron can help me on this one. Well, this is definitely a good one. Back to Hannibal, The Return of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn is a 1990 television movie in which Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn save their friend Jim from a charge of murder. This is the continuing story of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, in this story, their old friend, Jim, a former slave, came across what appears to be the lifeless body of Lyle Newman. When some of the townsfolk come across him, they assume that Jim killed Lyle, which he didn't. So Jim runs off and goes to Huckleberry Finn, who is now a reporter and asks him for help, who in turn seeks out Tom Sawyer, who is now a lawyer, to defend Jim. So they return to their hometown of Hannibal, for Jim's trial, and they are not warmly greeted. It seems that Lyle was well respected and their old friend Becky Thatcher's husband. Well, this movie is available on DVD on Amazon. Our next question is from Rachel Zielinski of Arizona and she writes, Just found your show. Love it. It is super different from other Disney podcasts. I have a question about an old Disney record. It had Mickey rapping, I think. Can't find it anywhere. It also had Goofy, I think, and Donald. It was very 90s, if you know what I mean. I was little when it came out, so I'm going off limited memories. My mom used to play the tape in the car all the time, but she can't remember what it is. Thank you for the help. I think you're talking about Mickey Unwrapped. It was a 1994 album featuring rapping songs with Mickey Mouse and Friends. It featured such songs as Ice Ice Mickey, Minnie Mouse in the House, DJ Goof, Ducks in the Hood, and MC Mickey. It's available on cassette and CD on Amazon. Well, our final question this week is from James Walden of Utah, and he writes, Aaron and the D-Team, I have a question about the parks. 
My kids really like Peter Pan. I know the line is not usually worth the wait, but there is still something magical about these simple, older attractions that I hope they never get rid of. So my question for you is, is there a place to meet Peter Pan at the parks? You might have answered this in the past. Also, how many boats are on the ride during operation to keep it flowing? And just how long is the attraction from start to finish? Well, I'm a huge sucker for the old attractions. I love them. You can meet Peter Pan in Fantasyland from 12 to 5.30 daily, but always double check when you're down there to make sure. Peter Pan's flight lasts 2 minutes and 45 seconds. The attraction vehicles are an Omnimover system, but unfortunately I couldn't find the specific number of boats in the attraction, but I'm sure it might vary if one is out for a repair or refurb. I also hope this attraction will be there for years to come. Well D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down In the conclusion of the adventures of Tom Sawyer, Mark Twain wrote, Someday it may seem worthwhile to take up the story of the younger ones and see what sort of men and women they turned out to be. It's been a long time. The Disney Channel has taken Mark Twain's vision and turned it into reality with the new premiere film, Back to Hannibal, The Return of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Call me Huck. Now it's ten years later. One is in Chicago. Tom Sawyer for the defense. And the other is in St. Louis. And we gotta make people see the news. After their friendship is severed. You know, when I found out you were really alive, I had half a mind to kill you myself. It takes a mysterious crime to bring them back together again. <laughs> oh, Jim! I'm in trouble. They think I killed a man. Becky Thatcher's husband? He's gonna need himself a lawyer. How do you think Becky's gonna feel? Me coming into town to help the man accused of killing her husband. You must really hate me, Tom. You made your choice. Doesn't have anything to do with why I'm here now. The whole town thinks Jim did it. I'm not gonna let you hang. I am fortune teller extraordinaire. And the man who attacked him... Jim! No, someone else. Jim Watson killed Lyle Newman. Objection! Day after tomorrow, I, ha I have to go into a courtroom and fight for a man's life. Tom, the honest truth is there ain't nobody else I'd rather have at my side during all this. You believe in yourself. Megan follows. Ned Beatty, Paul Winfield, William Wyndham, Mitchell Anderson, and Raphael Sabarge are coming to the Disney Channel this fall in a world television premiere film. Back to Hannibal. The return of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Something like this, Donald Duck back again. Turn up the music, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. Party with Donald, Daisy, and the boys. There's a party over here, a party over there. Tossing Donald up in the air, now trying to catch him. He falls down. Whoop, there he went, hit ground. Whoop, they went. Whoop, tagged him. Whoop, they went. Get busy. Whoop, they went. Oh, yep. Whoop, they went. Let's go. Whoop, 
inside out. Donald's on the floor, flipping Daisy about. Twirl to the left, twist to the right, move and groove and out of sight. Donald does steps from the old school. He's no fool, he's so cool. He's doing a dip, but Daisy slipped. Whoop, there she went. Hip round. Whoop, there she went. Come on, y'all. Whoop, there she went. A little louder. Whoop, there she went. Come on, y'all. Whoop, there she went. Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you are new to the segment, a short leash is an electronic monitoring system that lets your wife track you while you're in Disney on business. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of the Walt Disney World vacation when they're short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. Departure is imminent. As I said in the last two segments, I'm heading down to Disney World on business, minus most of the family. My daughter is going, but she'll be preoccupied with a throng of high school friends, so for all practical purposes, I'm on my own. I am recording this the day before I leave, so if you're listening to this the day it drops, I'm currently somewhere in the parks. Last time I talked about my plans for the first two days, day one at Animal Kingdom and my day two split between Disney Springs and Hollywood Studios. My third day is at the park that shall not be named, and since this is Diz Radio and not Universal Radio, I'll skip over that day only to say I think the distinguished competition has cracked the code on the Fast Pass. 
I am an old school paper Disney Fast Pass advocate. Everybody who went to the park had an equal chance to get a Fast Pass. You walked up to a kiosk, took a piece of paper, and returned when it told you to. After you rode something, you'd go get another one, rinse and repeat all day. Now, people who stay on property or get tickets early get a Fast Pass head start. You have Fast Passes sold out two months in advance. There are Fast Pass limits, tiers, and rules that sometimes further limit you. Also, Fast Passes tether you to a park. Sometimes my Fast Passes are so spread out that it makes park hopping nearly impossible. I find that's also the case with table service dining reservations. That's why we're almost exclusively a non-park hop encounter service family at this point. It saves time, money, and we honestly prefer the food, if you know which counter service restaurants to hit for the yummy. Universal, on the other hand, is something I originally wasn't a fan of, but now I'm sold. They sell you their version of FastPass for practically every attraction. Not three, not one of one type and two of another, not just for one park, but for every ride. I think there's an asterisk with the Harry Potter stuff, but it's certainly more inclusive than anything at Mouseville. Now, it's not free. It's pricey, about the same price as a regular ticket, but with it, I was able to do every attraction at Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure in one day. I would usually plan to take two days to do that, so the savings in admission, food, and hotel make it quite the value. Throw in the bonus of not waiting in line, and I almost can't give them my money fast enough. But let's head back to Disney and their convoluted system of fast passes and magic bands, or as I like to call them, fun shackles. Quite the surprise, I was able to get my tickets five days before departure, so I was able to fast pass the Navi River Journey, Everest, Kilimanjaro Safaris, the Tower of Terror, Toy Story Mania, Splash Space and Big Thunder Mountains, Test Track, and the relaunched Mission Space. The rest of the long line attractions will be defeated with some cunning and guile that I've often described on this segment. So with Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and the Comcast parks out of the way, I'm finally back on Disney property at the Magic Kingdom. With the mountains taken care of, I'll run the gauntlet of indoor and continuous loading rides that most people avoid during the hot afternoon hours. The usual rotation is the People Mover, Left Floor, Carousel of Progress, Haunted Mansion, maybe, I'll check the time, Great Moments in History at the Muppets, the Hall of Presidents, Country Bear Jamboree, the Tiki Room, Little Mermaid, and Mickey's Magic. The Seven Dwarfs Mine Train will be a very early or very late line attempt. Pirates of the Caribbean and the Riverboat will be closed for refurbishments. You can find a refurbishment list online, so that's always a good thing to check out before you leave, or before you book. Nothing worse than going down there and finding a moose telling you the Wally World is closed. I will be in the 6.30 parade, so I think I better attend. Now that Wishes is gone, I plan to see the new fireworks show because it can't be any worse. That soundtrack, ugh. Jonathan, if you actually tag my segment with that soundtrack, well, it's your show. Do whatever you want. Dinner will be at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, so Sunny Eclipse, the animatronic alien, can sing me show tunes. Back in the day, I got to perform under him. Nah, it's okay. It's not some kind of robo-casting couch. You see, the Sunny Eclipse animatronic was, and probably still is, built on top of an elevator. The elevator is big enough to hold a good-sized performing stage. You would go through the Magic Kingdom's true first floor, through some tunnels and stuff. You would set up inside the elevator, under the floor of the Starlight Cafe. When it was your time to perform, the elevator would rise with Sunny Eclipse on the top, and he would disappear into the ceiling, and you would now be the group performing for everybody at the cafe, turning into their house band. I haven't seen that done for a while, nor have I seen the room with the AV equipment and sound mixers that used to be in the cafe, but it was a pretty awesome experience at the time. At any rate, that leaves a lunchtime snack. Traditionally, that's been popcorn on Main Street or jelly beans from Frontierland. If I was leaving property, I'd hop the monorail for the Polynesian Resort and have Captain Cook's Coconut Balls. You can see my wife make them at our home on the WDW Plantoon Show on YouTube. 
Also, if I was leaving property, I'd cap off the night at one of the Monorail Loop resorts to see the electric water pageant. It's cute, and with the electric light parade gone, it's all I got left. Sometime that day, I'll find the time to ride my retirement gig, the Jungle Cruise. I love this corny thing. It's one of my favorite attractions in the entire park. On our final day, or day the final for you uber nerds out there, it's Epcot. First thing might be an early Frozen. That may be happening. I was able to run to Norway and get on the Frozen ride at Rope Drop. I waited less than 10 minutes, but upon my exit, the wait time had already ballooned to over an hour. With mission space and test track already fast passed, I don't think the wait times will be a problem for most of the day. I didn't fast pass Soren because with the extra theater and timing it right, I didn't need to. It was actually a walk-on the last time I went. I will ride Living with the Land and watch plants grow. It's my wife's favorite, so I will voyage in her honor. I will leave the land, which has a boat ride on water and a flight simulator through the air, so there's actually nothing really land about it. I'll walk next door to the Imagination Pavilion and see Figment, who I've had mixed feelings about over the years. When I went to Epcot the year it opened, I hated Figment. Who was this contrived dragon? He's not from anything. I wanted to see Disney things at the Disney Park. It's like Waldo in the Muppets 3D ride. He's in the way of the Muppets I'm there to see. Figment was the Jar Jar Binks of Epcot to me. Now over three decades later, I see him for the mascot he is. However, I will never like that stupid orange bird or Duffy the teddy bear. <sighs> Duffy. What was that board meeting like? Hey, uh, Build-A-Bear is making a killing. Conjure some reason that Mickey would have a need of a teddy bear so he could squeeze some more money out of these rubes. Yes, sir, right away. The fact that Duffy the teddy bear is wearing Mickey's face, like the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is even more disturbing. I'm serious. Press pause. Google it now. Duffy's face is a Mickey Mouse. So gross. I could stroll at the back and get a snack on the boardwalk, but I'm on duty, so I plan to stay on the park proper. So for lunch snack time, I'll go to the Joy of Tea kiosk in China, get a lucky combo. That's not what you think either. It's a curry chicken pocket with your choice of two egg rolls, a soft drink, and ice cream, all for under 11 bucks. Dinner will be at the Lotus Blossom Cafe, also in China, where, like the Yak and Yeti Express in Animal Kingdom, I can get much of the food you'll find at the Nine Dragons restaurant, with the speed and price found at counter service restaurants. I will go check out my hometown homeboy, Ben Franklin, in that American adventure, John. I'm a big fan of the boat ride in Mexico, and a bigger fan of the fact that it never has a wait time. The movie in the France Pavilion has my favorite soundtrack on property, so I'll be sure to check that out if the France Pavilion hasn't surrendered to the German Pavilion again. I think I used that joke last week. I think there's a festival while I'm there. How could there not be? It's food and beverage, or better homes and gardens, or run for something, or art this and that. I'm not the kind of guy who notices these things. I do know throw a rock at that place and go to hit a festival. Spaceship Earth is on the list even though it lost its sponsorship. The fact that Disney had a giant ball sponsored by Siemens was just my kind of irony. I'll go to the sea with Nemo's and friends if I want to get out of the sun for a while. The manatee is my wife's favorite animal on property, so I'll go say hi for her. If you go to Turtle Talk with Crush and you want your kids to be called on, have them wear Mickey ears or something else that has them stand out amongst the other kids. Crush always seems to call on my kids specifically because they're wearing something that was easy for the cast member holding the microphone to spot. The night will conclude with my favorite fireworks show, Illuminations Reflections of Earth. I try to see it from a different spot each time. I'm thinking to try to watch it from Norway if I hadn't done Frozen yet. Sometimes the impending fireworks helps thin out the crowd. That was a trick I used to use at the Magic Kingdom if I wanted to walk on Peter Pan in less than 15 minutes. 
It was weird. It was like a strange break in the time-space continuum. With the fireworks over, that'll probably do it. Time to go home. I'll report back next time and tell you how I did. Also, I'll be putting together some cartoons and live videos from this trip on my own show, so check that out, because talking the short leash talk and walking the short leash walk, well, that is short leash, people. I hope you enjoyed the tips. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet, on Twitter at WDW Plantoons, and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Have you ever seen the morning in Cary or Killarney? When the dew is on the hayrick and every drop of pearl. When the geese are full of barney and the thrushes sing gaily And standing in the doorway Is a pretty Irish girl She is my dear, my darling one Her eyes so sparkling full of fun No other, no other can match the likes of her She is my dear, my darling one My smiling and beguiling one I love the ground she walks upon My pretty Irish girl Have you ever seen the seagulls a-flying all the heather? All the crimson sails on Galway Bay, the fishermen unfurl. Oh, the earth is filled with beauty, and it's gathered all together in the form and face and dainty grace of a pretty Irish girl. So sparkling full of fun No other, no other Can match the likes of you You are my dear, my darling one My smiling and beguiling one I love the ground she walks upon My pretty Irish girl I love the ground he walks upon My pretty Irish girl the second star to the right and straight on till morning there's a land you've always believed in a boy who's never grown up and an all new adventure waiting to begin Walt Disney Pictures presents Peter Pan in Return to Neverland Hello Wendy me. Oh, no. I'm not Wendy. I'm her daughter, Jane. Come on now, don't flirt. Cast off, you mangy dogs. I've got a little surprise for you, Peter Pan. For me? Did you miss me, Captain? Come here and fight like a man. You should have seen Hook's face when I... Tinkerbell? I guess it. I'm dreaming. 
You're not real. If you're Wendy's daughter, you're gonna love it here. Walt Disney Pictures presents an all-new adventure starring Peter Pan. Game's over, Hook. Say your prayers, Peter Pan. In a story about faith. How will I ever get back home? Trust. The only way out of here is to fly. I can't fly. And pixie dust. <laughs> I've got to try. I'll always believe in you, Peter Pan. Peter Pan in Return to Neverland. Okay, Tink, let her have it. This is Joel McCrary, uh, one of your favorites from Disney, from Kicking It to Princess Diaries to the voice of Baloo. Oh, yeah, man, I'm gone, solid gone on Disney On Demand. I fear and the things I fear and everything 
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Heads. It's Chaz back again this week with another edition of the Hollywood Walk. This week we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, a day where everyone is Irish and wears green. To help us celebrate this week, Blaine Weaver returns to Dizzle Radio. Longtime listeners may remember that way back on show number 32, Blaine stopped in and one of my predecessors on the Hollywood Walk, Lexi, filled you in about his history and career. But for those of you who may have missed it, I'll be filling you in today. Blaine is a writer, director, and actor, probably best known by most as the voice of Peter Pan since 2001. Blaine is from Louisiana and got his start in acting with the children's theater group, The Peter Pan Players. Eventually, Blaine made his way onto the small screen with guest appearances on several great dramas from the early 90s, like JAG, ER, and Chicago Hope, to name a few. I personally have many fond memories of watching ER with my family as a kid, and this was my first exposure to Blaine. While he is a wonderful actor and voice actor, my favorite project that he's been involved with so far is a film he wrote and acted in called Manic, a dark drama that stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. While this cast may sound like a hipster's dream, the film deals with the important topic of depression and mental health. Immediately after this project is when Blaine took on the iconic character of Peter Pan. While the character was originally brought to life in the Disney realm by Bobby Driscoll way back in 1953, Blaine has breathed new life into the voice and has done many recent projects as Peter Pan, excluding Jake and the Neverland Pirates, where Peter was voiced by Adam Wiley. But projects that Blaine has worked on include Disney's Infinity, the theme park rides, House of Mouse, and Return to Neverland to name a few. Blaine continues to write, act, and direct in various projects, and I hope to see him in more projects soon. Well, that's all I have this week, but I'll be back again with another edition of The Hollywood Walk. If you have any comments, I can be reached at my email, and that is chaz at dizradio.com, spelled C-H-A-Z at dizradio.com. Up next is Jonathan with Blaine, and as always, don't just fly, soar. Nice, 
Mrs. Chang. She's going to stay here I, and be our new mother and I tell know. a story. What do you mean by that? Oh, Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's the big screen, the small screen, memories that you pass on to your children, your family, you grew up with, we have somebody that's stopping back here at the show. The last time he was on was in 2013, and we figured St. Patrick's Day in the wi- is in the wing, and what better way than to have somebody that wears green, somebody that never wants to grow up, and how about that man that you may know from Return to Neverland, Disney. House of Mouse, Mickey's Philhar Magic, as well as many other things like ER, Jag, Chicago Hope. We have none other than Blaine Weaver here. Welcome back to Diz Radio. Hello, it's a pleasure to be back. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, Peter Pan, one of those things where I grew up with Pan. I love Peter Pan. It's just, you know, I try to stay young. I try to stay young for my kids and that never growing up, never growing old. And I guess for all of our, our, all of our listeners out there that, you know, didn't tune back in back in 2013, I guess one, what led you down this road of acting as a career and, you know, jump starting into this uh, crazy fun world of Hollywood? Well, it's funny uh, because Peter Pan has had a lot to do with my life, uh, in an almost cosmic kind of way. Uh, Basically, when I was a kid, I started uh, children's theater uh, where I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, the name of the children's theater group group was the Peter Pan Players. So I started with Peter Pan when I was five years old and uh, did children's theater growing up. And in my teens, I went to L.A. and started acting in that way and got some jobs as a kid. And, uh, you know, then uh, I was like, what, early 20s? actor type out there, and uh, that's about the time that I wandered into my agent's office and uh, complaining that I hadn't had enough auditions recently, and she scoured her desk (laughs) and said, here, go down the hall and audition for Lost Boy. They were casting Return to Neverland, and so I I went into the audition, and uh, at the time, they were doing the voice match for the role of Cubby from from the original Peter Pan film, and that was originally an adult doing a kid's voice. So that's what they were looking for, and I just felt silly doing it. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't think I can really do Cubby, but I can do a kid. I can do Peter. Uh, can I audition for that? And they're like, sure. <laughs> and uh, I booked it, and the agents couldn't track me down because I technically wasn't represented by the voiceover department. So it took a while for everybody to figure out who the heck I was, and uh, eventually they – called me back in and I've been Peter Pan ever since. Well, you know, and it's one of those things, like you said, where, you know, they wanted Cubby, of course, and, you know, funny little tidbit, not that it really reflects you, but our cat's name is Cubby based off the Lost Boys. I I had never done any voiceovers before. I had only done acting, uh, you know, uh, commercial, television, film kind of stuff. So uh, that that kind of threw me off at first of, like, actually sounding silly so uh, i've gotten used to that though by the way (laughs) well you know being pan of course that was a that's a big torch to carry on and of course return to neverland was kind of peter pan's big screen back returning and it was a great story i mean it was heartfelt it was this great thing what was it like realizing i'm going to be peter pan and carrying on this torch with you know great classic characters well it was a dream come true a uh, but 
the truth is not uh, – I didn't really believe it was happening until the very end. Uh, basically, as they were making the film, they kept making uh, casting changes all throughout. And, you know, Captain Hook and I were the only ones who, like, were never replaced at a certain point. So after the first week of having the job, I was pretty sure that at some point they would replace me with Michael J. Fox or something. Um, I, I, so I never really <laughs> believed it was mine until I saw the trailer play before a movie, and that was a complete surprise. And then it was kind of then that I realized, it's like, wow, this is kind of like playing James Bond, you know, or playing Batman. It's like this iconic character that's way bigger than me, that's part of this you know, giant uh, iconography that, uh, you know, will be here after I'm gone and was here way before I was around. So. It got really special, and it feels kind of intimidating, but I'm just really happy to be part of it. Well, right, you know, and you were part of it well beyond just that film, too. You know, House of Mouse, The Snowed In at the House of Mouse, Lion King, One and a Half, and, of course, Mickey's Magic. I mean, that right there is a great attraction. Now, did you get a chance to see the attraction at all and then be like, wow, millions of people are seeing this attraction every year and hearing my voice as Pan? No, you know, I've never seen that. So, and there's so many things that I never get to see. Um, like I, I did something not too long ago for um, uh, Disneyland uh, in France, in Paris, and I, like uh, Peter Pan speaks in English. You know, in, in their world, everyone else is all the other characters in that little world are French. So, like it's a it's a it's a funny thing, and I love being able to hit all these different cultures and age groups that I never get to experience. I, I actually. Um, Coincidentally, I went on a Disney cruise, and I was celebrating my birthday, and the night that uh, we were having dinner, uh, I hear my voice uh, start to come out of the speakers, and Peter Pan is animated on the restaurant walls, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I did this like three years ago, and I had no understanding of what the job was, something for the cruise line, and it turned into this really magical surprise experience for me, so... Uh, there's tons of things I haven't gotten to see, but every one that I do get to see, it's just like, it's just the coolest thing in the world. Well, right, like you said, I mean, there's so many different facets and elements to it that you never know where your voice is going to turn up. I mean, even as far as like Disney Infinity, where, you know, you were Pan in the 2015 edition of that, and my kids loved playing Disney Infinity, so, you know, always hearing that. Now, playing Pan, does it keep you young at heart yourself? <laughs> it does. It does. I, I, I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, but, uh, but it, it certainly is a part of me now of this youthful excitement, uh, ne trying to remember never to grow up and, uh, and, and, and being that whenever I go into the recording studio, it, it really is special. And that, that infinity game was so awesome. I'd never played anything like that before. So the amount of hours that went in to just all of the different things that Peter can do in that game, it was mind-blowing to me. Well, you know, and with that, too, because, you know, recording for a video game is so different than doing an animated feature. You know, how, I guess, how hard was it to, I, I got to sound youthful, and then I got to say, like, go this way or go that way, like, eight different ways. <laughs> right. Well, that that game was is very intense because, the, the game console itself recognizes different things that the player might be wearing or doing. So I spent several days recording things like nice blue shirt, nice red shirt, nice green shirt, <laughs> you know, depending on what the player might be wearing. There were so many different options. But I, I mean, to be honest, it's just, it's just so awesome. Like, you know, I could spend 
days doing a video game where it, it could conceivably be mind-numbing. But the truth is, I'm sword fighting, and I'm flying, and I'm, you know, talking to Tinkerbell. Uh, that's that's a dream. Uh, and I, it never gets old for me. Well, definitely. you know, And, you know, with that, like you said, there's so many things you didn't get a chance to see. Do you ever get a chance to, you know, ever go back, watch some of these? Or maybe you're talking with some of your friends now who have had kids, and they're like, you know, I just showed your movie to them the other day. And that happens to me all the time. And I just, I like it so much. As a matter of fact, I just... Uh, I just did a movie where I was directing, and I was working with a ton of college kids. And the college kids watched Peter Pan Return to Neverland when it premiered. And they remembered it from that. They had it on VHS and then DVD and then Blu-ray. But, like, my friends now have little kids who are watching it for the first time. And here are these 21-year-olds who watched it when they were a kid. It's just Disney touches so many lives and so many different age groups. It's just a great company to be in bed with. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those where it touches so many different age groups. And I guess that brings me to the question, too, because you have done a lot of other things that we'll touch base upon. But, you know, do you ever just sit back and you realize, I am part of the Disney catalog that now is going to go on forever? I'm going to be 80 and people are going to be like, remember when Blaine was Peter Pan? <laughs> it's, it's so amazing because... Like, it's kind of like what I said about playing James Bond or something. It's it's so special just to be a part of it as long as I can. And it's going to go way past me. I Eventually, I'll stop doing Peter, and someone else will step into the shoes. And I think I'm not looking forward to that day. But I think it's very cool that I'm just a part of a big machine, and that machine's goal is to bring happiness to people. Well, definitely. You know, And, you know, I guess the one question i got to ask you, too, is, have you ever decided that you were going to dress up as Peter Pan for Halloween? <laughs> no, no, I, I have not done uh, Peter Pan as how, for Halloween. But I did get hired last year to do uh, Peter and the Starcatcher. Are you familiar with this play? Uh, it's uh, It was off-Broadway for a little while, but it's basically a prequel to Peter Pan, and I played the role of Captain Hook in it. So that was... I got to dress up like a pirate every night and try to kill young Peter Pan. <laughs> it was worlds colliding. So the, the closest thing I've done is dressed up like Captain Hook repeatedly. <laughs> well, you know, and that was a great, uh, like you said, off-Broadway kind of stage play and, you know, a great series that they had that was popular. Now, I guess to warm up for that, did you uh, go in a dressing room and you're, all right, I'm going to say my hook lines and then I can also flip and be Peter and just practice against myself? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you, I was, Really inspired by Corey Burton, who did the voice of Hook in Return to Neverland, and just the way he did it, and kind of bringing that Disney fied voice quality to this kind of non Disney, you know, uh, story. Uh, but I was definitely influenced by all of it, and I gave the the kid who was playing Peter uh, uh, a lot of grief while we were doing the show because. I'm like, look, I'm the expert. I'm actually Peter Pan, so I get to give you direction on exactly how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess with that too, you have you've done more than just Peter Pan, of course. You've done so many different things, you know, uh, from early on with Jag all the way on through now. I guess you know, is there anything you've currently been working on as well, where people are going to be able to you know see you or hear you, not just saying you know, let's get some more pixie dust. Yeah, right. Well. Uh, recently, I had a film that I wrote, directed, and starred in called Cut to the Chase, uh, which is a, a rated R crime thriller 
Um, but that just came out on Amazon Prime, so that's available right now. And I just directed a film, uh, a Christmas film starring uh, Jennifer Stone from Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, so that's a movie called Santa Girl, and that will be coming out next Christmas. Very cool. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where you, now you're behind the camera as well. Is that something that you really like doing, too? Instead of just being in front of everybody, do you like kind of taking that reins and kind of creating a vision for something? I absolutely do. I, I love all different aspects of what we do and b- being able to do different parts uh, of the machine, different, you know, roles in the machinery, uh, such as, you know, going from acting to voiceover work and then I went from acting to screenwriting and then from screenwriting to directing so I love to do all of those for my own projects but I also love to do them for other people so I'm often hired to do uh, script rewrites for production companies and uh, like I said I just was hired to do this uh, Christmas film with Jennifer Stone so I love to do all of it but my favorite is to to create a story from top to bottom and write, direct it, and hopefully act in it in some way. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, try to grab all the reins, do everything, and make it all work. I guess with that, too, you know, uh, I guess from all the different facets and things like that. Now, when it comes to being on stage with, like, Peter and the Starcatchers and things like that, do you like that instant gratification of being on stage? There's nothing like it. It, it really is special, and what I love about it is... It, it challenges me in a way that uh, film doesn't because film you can you get 600 chances at it. The same with voiceover. Uh, like you will do it until everyone's happy. Uh, with theater, you only get that one shot a night and the audience really lets you know how you do. Uh, so it's not easy. And I, I like the challenge and the uh, the satisfaction of doing a job well up on the stage definitely now i guess with that too you've been part of so many different things behind the camera in front of the camera doing voice work is there like i guess uh when you go in there and do the voice work uh on that aspect because of course you know you're rehearsing you're in front of the camera but when it comes to doing the voice work how often do you sit there and you're like all right i messed that one up and i messed that one up i mean how how hard is it sometimes to just really get it just right i it's i it's never easy like i i think and now i've really got Peter dialed in in that I know I know this kid. I know the kind of things he would say. I know the things he wouldn't say. And I think that helps a whole lot when, when we're doing recordings to, to make sure that we're all on the same page. But I often will do things and then say, be the one to say, you know what? I don't think Peter would say it like that. Let me do it again. Um, and I, I just, it's a kind of an ownership that you have with any character that you get to play for a while. Um, but now I know Peter so well, when I do it wrong, I know it immediately. <laughs> well, you know, I guess with that, so many different things on the horizon, like you said, new movies and things like that, I guess for all of your fans out there, cause we know you're busy, a lot of different things going on. I guess with that too, going through the entire catalog of like film, movie, things you've done, is there any one actor or voice artist out there or anybody that you've always longed to work with that you're like one day? I will get that chance, and maybe even if they're doing a new Peter Pan movie, I might even have it then. <laughs> Man, there are so many. Oh, that's such a tough question. I, I got to be honest with you. I think the one that I always think of is Corey Burton, who does uh, uh, Captain Hook. I would just love to get back together with him, and uh, because there's nothing more fun than us swashbuckling together and and having the sword fights and. Him, him calling me a, a, a boy and me calling him a codfish. I, I, I long to return to that. 
Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, Disney is bringing back a lot of these classics. So you never know. Peter might make a resurgence again in, in a new uh, big screen uh, movie or whatnot. You never know. I think that's a great idea. We should all write Disney and tell them that. <laughs> well, we know you're busy. So many different things going on. I guess for all the people whose lives you've touched, whether that's as Peter Pan, your film, your television, being on stage, for everybody tuning in, I guess, what is that final lasting word you'd like to leave from Blaine to everybody? Uh, you know, just something out there for all those fans tuning in whose lives you've touched over the many, many years. I, I think I got to defer to Peter on that, you know, and just never grow up. You know, that's the key to life, I think. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing. You know, never grow up, never forget what it's like to be a child, and continue on second start of the right and straight until morning. Well, thank you, Blaine, once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and uh, reliving once again, going down Peter Pan, of course, with St. Patrick's Day in the wings. It seems fitting. Wearing green, you know, being part of Neverland, and of course, St. Patrick's Day. It all goes one in one. So with that, thank you once again for stopping in, chatting with us, taking this time, and uh, I'm hoping for more Peter Pan in the future, because as I said, he's one of my top favorites favorite heroes in the Disney pantheon. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? How the music can free her whenever it starts and it's magic. If the music is groovy and makes you feel happy like an old time movie, I'll tell you about the magic and the free old soul, but it's like Brothers have written many of the wonderful songs for our motion pictures and television shows, and I think this song, written especially for you, captures the spirit of the General Electric Pavilion at the New York World's Fair. Thanks, boys. Thanks, well, Say thank goodbye you. to the folks. Bye-bye. Well, a beautiful tomorrow just to dream away. That says we're going places. There's progress ahead, and that's just the mood we want for the whole pavilion. Here, for example, is a. Uh, a scale model of the General Electric Carousel Theater, a theater in which the audience itself moves in their seats around the stages. The actors, well, they're not real people, but they are a talented and interesting cast. 
We call them audio-animatronic figures, and they talk and act like human beings. The Carousel Theater will present a warm and entertaining portrayal of how life has changed through electrical energy. The same kind of exciting and unique entertainment is what we're planning for every area of the General Electric Pavilion. So, see you at the fair, and remember, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello, I'm Rex Allen, and I had the honor of performing in that original show some 30 years ago. While the show has changed, its spirit of progress is a living tribute to the man who first created it, Walt Disney. Hello all you D-heads, it's time for another episode of Disney's Quote of the Week. Today I'm going to focus on Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Now it's an attraction located in the Magic Kingdom Park at the Walt Disney World Resort. Created by both Walt Disney and WED Enterprises as the prime feature of the General Electric Pavilion, in the 1964 New York World's Fair. The attraction was moved to Tomorrowland at Disneyland in Anaheim, California as Carousel of Progress, remaining there from 1967 until 1973. It was replaced in Disneyland by America Sings in 1974 and reopened in its present home in Walt Disney World's Resort Magic Kingdom in 1975. Steeped in both nostalgia and in the past, Futurism, the attraction's premise is an exploration of the joys of living through the advent of electricity and other technological advances during the 20th century via a typical American family. Now, to keep you up with the times, the attraction has been updated five times. 1967, 1975, 1981, 1985, and 1993. And has had two different theme songs, both written by the Sherman Brothers. Various sources say that Walt Disney himself proclaimed that the Carousel of Progress was his favorite attraction, and that it should never cease operation. This can be somewhat supported by family and friends who knew of the constant work on the attraction. All of the attractions he presented at the 1964-1965 New York World's Fair, Disney seemed especially devoted to the Carousel of Progress. The Carousel of Progress holds the record as the longest-running stage show, with the most performances in the history of American theater. It is one of the oldest attractions in the whole Walt Disney World Resort. It is also one of the only attractions at Walt Disney World to have been touched by Walt Disney himself. Now in the beginning of the show, the narrator comes on and states, Welcome to the Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Ah, you're in for a real treat. The Carousel of Progress was Walt's own idea from beginning to end. He loved it. He introduced the show at the World's Fair in New York City in 1964, and it was an immediate smash hit. Millions of people came to see it, and since then, the Carousel of Progress has had more performances than any other stage show in the history of American theater. You know, Walt loved the idea of progress, and he loved the American family. And he himself was probably as American as anyone could possibly be. He thought it would be fun to watch the American family go through the 20th century, experiencing all new wonders as they came. And he put them together in a show called Carousel of Progress, which we are now about to see. Although the Carousel family has experienced a few changes over the years, our show still revolves around the same theme, and that's progress. May the century begin.
Well, you D-heads, that's all the time I have for this week. Until next time, have a magical week. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. It happened on one of them zippity-doo-dah days. Now that's the kind of day when you can't even open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity-doo-dah. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Oh, a bad dream. Did you know? Was it Hook again? Come on, pirates! They're all tricks again. Hey, what's going on? I know how to take care of that old codfish. We can do it together, Danny. We can. The of us. Really? I saw him, you know. Captain Hook kidnapped me. Stuck me into an old dirty bag he did. He took me off to Neverland and tried to feed me to a giant octopus. Wow! Oh, oh. There were pirates everywhere. And, oh, Tinkerbell was so beautiful. You saw Tinkerbell? Uh-huh. 
This is Joshua Rush from the Lion Guard, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. Hey D-Heads, I hope you're enjoying this week's show, and as well all the fun activities that you could be enjoying for the month of March. With that in mind, get ready for Disney Tomb Tombs with all the pirate theme for this month. Yes, we have Pirate Mickey, Pirate Curly's, and Pirate Stitch, as they have a wonderful fun event for this month. Be sure to download it through the iOS update and as well Android through the Google Play Store. This is a free update, but be sure to ask your parents and guardians for permission to download this update. The fun features include Pirate Mickey that clears right in the center of the game. We have Pirate Colorese who clears them randomly and Pirate Stitch who clears the game vertically during your gameplay. And man, these bonus points are wild and crazy and it's only available for up till March the 12th. So be sure to download it and add it to your wonderful gameplay. If you have not downloaded, you can check it out over at the Apple iOS store. And download it there, and as well at the Google Android Play, Google Play, through for your Android devices. Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Can I talk like a pirate? <laughs> Watch this, baby. <coughs> can you talk like a pirate? Says you, says I, I can. I've been talking this way since me birthday began. You can talk like a pirate. Come on and give it a try. A master hoy ay ay. A master hoy ay ay. Very good, very good. Call me friends, be hearties. I call my pals mateys. Call them golden coins, the bloonies, if you please. Call the deck of the ship, the timber under me toes. Livey now we go. Livey now we go. And buccaneers away Saying what I got to say But in a pirate way Yahoo! Shiver up me timbers and me bones I talk like a pirate Yeah! I talk like a pirate Wherever I go Fill me boots with barnacles Blow me down for a squid Jumping jellyfish Made a pirate's life I live Strike me colors if I don't talk in a piratey way. Anchors away! Anchors away! Scallywags and buccaneers away. Saying what I got to say, but in a pirate way. Shiver up me timbers and me bones. I talk like a pirate. I talk like a pirate wherever I go. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Ooh, 
thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all VD heads, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. Lots of fun things, never wanting to grow up. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Blaine Weaver for taking time from his busy schedule, stopping in here with all of us, taking that trip to Neverland, and continuing on with our St. Patrick's Day celebration. Blaine, always a pleasure to have you stop in, and I'm looking forward to all the things that you're directing and producing in the upcoming year. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Dominic, Frank, Randy, and Charles, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without the D-team, as I always say, you'd have nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. So remember to connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. They don't bite. They are looking and itching to talk with you. Well, maybe not itching unless they have fleas, but they are looking to talk with you. Definitely connect up with the D-Team. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You're the reason we've been coming back at you for the last eight years. 208 shows and all kinds of fun. So thank you, the D-Heads, for making the show exactly what it is, truly magical. Now, next week, we're going to continue on with our trek, head into closing out March and so much more, and we have a lot of fun things on the horizon as we are getting ready to head out to C2 E2 and many other things. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. And most of all, the newest, the Diz Ninjas. Just search Diz Ninjas on Facebook and find us there as well for everyday motivation to keep you healthy and fit. You can also connect up with us all over Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait. You need our guests ringing in your ears. You need to hear me rambling. You want to hear from the D-Team. You need it instantly. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand. Hit the subscribe button and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing, and you can hear the shows right away as soon as they get released. And if I've been talking too fast and you can't remember all these links, just remember you can always go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. Now, next week, we are closing out March. We are right there in the cusp of Easter, and we're going to have a lot of fun things as you're getting ready for Peter Cottontail, Sonny the Rabbit, EB, whichever is the Easter Bunny that you like to celebrate with. We have a lot of fun things, and next week we have somebody who's no stranger to voicing animals, crazy reptiles, and so much more. I'm going to leave it at that. So as I always say, as we move on into the weekend, I head out to the gymnastics state meet for my daughter. I do want to say, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Remember that and take it with heart. So with that said, go out there, make the memories, make the magic, and make it all happen this weekend. So until next week, all VD heads, have a fantastic weekend. Ships versus the sleaziest seas of the seven seas. Captain James Hook. Here we go! 
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.